0: Welcome to the Hook and Hunt Experience with hunting and fishing expert and host of Hook and Hunt TV, Jim Crowley, and radio host and outdoorsman, Drew Kirby. On today's show, we'll cover fishing, hunting, outdoor adventures, wild game recipes, and so much more. Brought to you by Ned's Pretty Good Garage Bait and Tackle, home of the $8.99 oil change. If you have questions, comments, or want to offer up some suggestions, reach out on Facebook at Hook and Hunt Experience. And now, here's Jim Crowley and your host, Drew Kirby.
1: You know, Jim, I, uh, I really enjoy the fact that uh, we have been getting some good feedback. We've had uh, lots of people hitting us up on Google and on the uh, Apple podcast. And now we are on the Pride Outdoor Network, where you can go to the shows and we pop up right there at the bottom we're the only
2: podcast that they have there at this time yeah because if listening to us wasn't enough now you can take us on a road with you yeah absolutely where, wherever you go you can listen to us in the comfort of your own home you can take us on a roll we wrote, we are extremely portable
1: i guess we, we really are where we can re- be right next to your backside you know,
2: you put your your phone in your your backside. You sound like my ex-wife. That's exactly where she wanted me, right against her backside. Right, yeah.
1: and now she keeps getting her hand in the backside, right, and getting that wallet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, back for another episode here at the Hook and Hunt Experience, and it's been fun, Jim. We've had a, a lot of great guests, and that's going to continue today. And uh, we're going to have on a founder of a of a clothing company that has uh, been doing it up since 1990 and we'll uh, we'll get to that in just a few minutes but uh, you've had some uh, pretty good success stories over the last couple of weeks last week we talked about some neighborhood kids that uh, wanted a little help and learn how to throw a bait caster and this week you've had uh well you've had another little uh session with the boys
2: yeah, it was fun. They, they they came back over, so we lined some reels for a couple of them, and then uh, they went out. They went out to a, a little small pond by the area, and and one of the one of the boys, Grayson, uh, Grayson caught a five pound largemouth wow. and sent me the picture. I know. And um, they've been going out in this ninety degree heat. They've been going out fishing almost every day. And he's getting, he's getting, they're all getting a lot better with the Baycaster. So actually I saw him a little bit earlier today and he was asking me some questions. He's just walking down. That's one great thing about living in a small town, man. The kid just walks right down the street, you know, and he texts me first. He's really polite. And I said, do you mind if I come over and ask you a question? No, come on over. So um, it was great. And they're doing good. They're catching fish and they're having fun. You know, what's really cool to see is these five 13 year old kids, they're all growing up what friendships and memories And this summer is going to be the summer they learned how to fish. And it's going to be cool, man. Cause I'm not telling you at least two or three times a week, I'm getting pictures and Everything, You know what? And I, I, it's fine. I love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. They're all smiling and they're, they're already razzing one another. It's great. <laughs> what are they throwing bait wise there?
1: Uh, Cause you you've taught them the, the specifics of the bait caster.
2: And did yeah. you give them some ideas and some tips on a uh, good bait? Yeah, well, they watched a frog show we had up, you know, a couple weeks ago. So they said they were trying to frog. But Grayson, was he's pretty adamant about throwing crankbaits. That's thats like his favorite lure now because that's what he caught his big fish on. Right? Oh, so, yeah. So, you know, he's going to throw that thing until the paint probably falls off the side or he loses it, you know. And then it, then it's going to be a heartbreaking moment, <laughs> you know, which I all ready for that. What do I do now? Well, I know where they buy more. You'll be okay. Right. You know? And uh, until he finds the next thing, I know he's going to watch the show that we have on tonight or on swim jigs. And I'm sure that's going to be one of the next things he's going to want to try. So, uh, and, and that's great. So it, you know, it'd be cool if these kids get into making their own lures and stuff like that. And if they do that, I I bet they're really going to have, they're really going to have a lot of fun.
1: You know, everything that you're teaching these kids is exactly what we've talked about the last couple of weeks about what to do if maybe you've been out of the game or maybe you're looking to try something new is you watch the show, you see what you're throwing, you can go to the store, you can buy what you're throwing, and then you could practice it yourself. Make sure you're down on that and you know exactly what's going on.
2: Yeah, because there's, I mean, it's, it's no secret, but my life is, you know, my life evolves around the fishing industry one way or the other every single day. It's what I do. And so if I'm not editing videotape or looking for new products or talking with companies, there's always something just about every single day that involves the fishing industry in my life. And, you know, when I was 13 years old, I had no idea, you know, that was going to happen. And it's really cool to be able to talk to kids because even at 53 years old, look, there's a 40, 40 year difference with these kids. I get as excited as these kids do of them catching fish. And then I can see them talking back and forth and having fun with one another. And that's one of the great things that that fishing does is it really does have no age boundaries, man, you know, and it, it's it's really nice to see them, and we can all talk about something, you know on the on the same level as far as the enjoyment of catching fish.
1: We're at midsummer now and and uh, it's hard to believe it's kind of going by pretty quickly. Uh, oh, yeah. through, throughout the last couple of months, the fishing has gotten better, and we'll talk more about what's the trend right now a little later in the show, but uh, have you been catching big fish this summer?
2: Yeah. I, you know, good size fish. I, we, we haven't been to the last couple of weeks. We haven't been to, shouldn't say we haven't been to the right lakes. We've been to good lakes and we've caught some really decent sized fish. Now we're actually going out to film a show tomorrow and the opportunity for a really big fish is going to be there. Um, and so this time of year, um, farm, surprisingly enough, farm ponds, big gravel pit areas, things like that, that don't get a lot of pressure. Sometimes those fish can be a little bit more susceptible. You still have to fish the same ways for them. A lot of times you still have to slow down. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall this year, yeah, we've caught some, we've caught some pretty nice sized fish this year. And um, I, I actually see the summer getting better as it continues because now the fish are starting to group up, getting deeper water. And once you get on a school of them, like we did on smallmouth a couple of weeks ago, once you get on them, you can catch four, five, six, seven or more out of a, out of a school before everything dissipates. And, and yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a really good season so far.
1: You are, uh, well, you've been a fisherman for many, many years now. Um, when it comes to the catch and release, is that mostly what you do I mean, because obviously with the, doing the show, it's a little easier, you know, to, to let them go and let them grow and let them get back.
2: Yeah, I do. And, you know, that that's why there's limits on every state. Every body of water has their own limits. But I don't, surprisingly enough, I really don't eat a whole lot of fish unless they're saltwater fish or I do like salmon. Um I guess if I just sat right down and did it, I really love bluegills and I love white bass. So if I ever had the, you know, the patience to just, not patience, I love catching them and they're they're fun to catch, but going through and cleaning 40, 50 fish, just don't do it for me (laughs) anymore. I'd rather go clean a couple salmon that are 10 or 15 pounds and I'm, you know, and I'm done. Right. And, uh, but yeah, so most of the time, yeah, most of the time it's 95% of the time it's catch and release. When when
1: you do decide, you know what? I haven't had a good bass fish fry in a while, so I'm gonna take take three, four of them home, and uh, we're gonna clean them up. Where do you start in the cleaning process? What's the 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 least favorite part of that
2: process? I don't know if there's a really a, a least favorite process of that. Um, my dad taught me at a really young age to to clean fish, and it was pretty much, hey, if you want to go, you know, you're gonna have to learn how to clean fish. So I got when I was younger. I got pretty quick at it and you know, I knew how to do Northern Pike. I knew how to do walleyes. Um, and so bluegills were not that hard. They're all—it's basically almost all, with a couple exceptions of a couple things taking out, wide bones and pike and things like that. There's a couple exceptions, but most mostly you can clean most fish just about the same way. It's like cleaning ducks, geese, or pheasant. You know, I'm taking the breast out and taking the legs and some of the bigger birds, and it, it's there's really no different to it. I just look at it. Well, it's time to do it. Get a pile and let's go.
1: And, and it, again, it's it's part of the the fishing and if uh, someone is and we've talked about this a little bit the last few weeks people getting back into the game it's mm-hmm. been a while since they've caught a fish do you have any uh suggestions of where they can go to find videos or or oh, instructions?
2: Yeah we 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 never have done a video on just cleaning fish but my goodness there's a ton of them out there if you just you know if you just google cleaning fish or something a ton of videos you know will come up out there about the correct and the easiest way to do it um obviously an extremely sharp fillet knife and there's some really good ones on the market Rapala is known for having incredible fillet knives there's other ones out there as well but get yourself a good a very good fillet knife. One, if you buy one, one time, you literally can have it the rest of your life. Just take care of it. You need one. Don't buy a cheap one. Cause you'll be going through them. Um, but get yourself a good fillet knife and watch the videos. It's very, it's actually a very, very simple process to go through it. And once you get good at it, um, it can go really quickly. Make sure you have all the proper tools.
1: And if you're just starting out, right. it, it, it's not uh, shameful to, to get gloves and to get uh, things like that? Because, I mean, safety counts.
2: Well, sure. And I've always told people that if you want to learn something, if you want to get good at something, learn from somebody who knows more than you. And here's a perfect example. Just about every fisherman out there has heard of – um has heard of the it's not a show but has heard of the information network called wired to fish okay they're they're all over the planet they have the most views of just about anybody and everything they do well i happen to know the president of wired to fish he lives right near me and i needed some help on electronics and i knew terry brown was the one to help me with these electronics and so i just messaged him on facebook i said hey terry i'm really having some problems troubleshooting can you help me Come on over, he said. So I went over. He taught me how to look for things in my wiring if I have something. Okay, 40 years of basically 50 years fishing. You know what? Last week I learned something new. You know, And and that's great because now when somebody has the same problem with their graph, I'm going to go, you know what? I bet I know what it is. I'll show you how to get to it. I'll show you how to replace it. And I can pass that knowledge on to somebody else. You want to learn? You want to get good at something? Learn from somebody who knows more than you. We have a great guest coming up in just a couple of minutes from WSI Sportswear.
1: You may have heard of that. It's been around since 1990. We're going to talk to Joel, the founder, in just a minute.
0: This week's Hook & Hunt Experience guest star is brought to you by Hook & Hunt TV, where our slogan is, God made me a fisherman and a hunter. I'm proud of both and apologize to no one. Watch the latest episode at HookAndHuntTV.com.
1: Jim Crowley, there are some things that you have told me since the day I met you that when (laughs) the uh, weather changes and it gets really cold, the best thing to do is layer up and to have the layers that you need with a base and
2: then you pile on top of that. And I think we have a guy that knows all about that base. I would say this company is well known for that. And with WSI Sportswear, with us is Joel Weens. Joel, welcome to the Hook and Hunt Experience.
3: Oh, thanks for having me on, gentlemen.
2: Oh, my goodness. You've got a 30-year history, 30-year-plus history. And you're involved in the NFL and a whole bunch of other things. Your clothing is. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. Because, my goodness, have you you've broadened out tremendously
3: yeah. You know, been, been blessed. Grew up in a great little small town in Minnesota and, you know, everyone worked together. And, and when I, you know, early as when I think fifth grade, I was out selling eggs from grandma's farm and had all kinds of ideas. And, and I just came across some great new protective athletic products to help me out in my sports that I was involved in. And I uh, saved up $3,000 from rock-picking and bean-walking on the farm, and, and um, I, I was about ready to buy a four-wheeler, and my mom and grandma said, no, you're not buying that thing. I said, well, you guys start sewing. I got some ideas, so <laughs> that's how I got started. I had everybody around town. I had a sewing machine helping me get started, and, and then I moved to the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul, where I kind of really started to grow the company. And uh, just always believed in the American worker, believed in American-made. Been tempted over the years to go to China and mass-produce, but I'm I'm all about hey, I'm not trying to be the biggest. I want to be the best, and we've uh, really done well. Uh, Been real focused on the cold weather. Being from Minnesota, we got to know that right. (laughs) And we deal with uh, NFL, Major League Baseball, college sports teams. Um, and, uh, and then we've been getting, uh, really involved in the outdoor hunting and fishing. Do we, we get out to a lot of the, 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 shows like the Rocky Mountain Elk convention, SCI convention, just a lot of those grassroots direct to the consumer working with them. We do have some retailers around the country, but for the most part, we love, you know, to get that interaction right from the heart and soul of those people that are out in the field.
2: For those of you who don't know, the farther north you go in Minnesota, and I go through it every year, sometimes two or three times a year, the farther north you get in in Minnesota, their summer is like the second Tuesday in July, that one day. <laughs> because it's, it's it's cold, like almost all the time. But all kidding aside, Drew and I are big made in America type guys anyway. And check out sure. their uh, Freedom apparel line. It is absolutely awesome. And to me, really gets to some of the, the clothing designs really get to the heart. It, it shows off the heart of the pride in Made in the USA, and I just absolutely love that, Drew. I know you do too.
3: And we do have our spring and summer line, which, if you check out our soft tech products, a lot of the, the Freedom collection is our soft tech, which is butter soft material fabrics that you wouldn't believe how soft it is. And 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 we, we utilize that soft tech in a lot a lot of our spring summer, uh, also going into the fall early season gear uh we we dial in some different pieces for that outdoorsman and and woman uh for the hunting
1: yeah and uh joel i'm i'm looking through here and you said that you're just now getting into the hunting fishing and outdoor clothes can you tell us a little bit about how this is going to help a hunter or someone in the outdoors when the uh, the weather really drops
3: again that's been kind of our focus over the years knowing the how you know how to really body map get the right layering system, which a lot of our pieces kind of build a layering system into it. So you want to keep warm in certain areas and, and have some vent points in other areas so that, you know, you can really navigate. If, if you're going up a mountain or you get into the, you know, uh, duck blind or, or, you know, get into the, your, your deer stand, you, you're working up a lot of energy. You need to vent that properly, keep dry, and then keep that warmth. And one of our really neat technologies that really separates us is our heater technology, which is a mm-hmm. fiber material that warms up against the skin. That's and so cool. that has really separated us out. Great technology, it's, it, it's gonna cut your layering in half. And uh, with this fabric against the skin, it warms up, keeps you warm, keeps you dry. And we make socks, gloves, shirts, hats, uh, this technology, and again, it, it cuts down your layering in half, and then we have different styles, a lot of cute stuff for the ladies, uh, to, you know, have them looking fashionable, on up to really uh, functional pieces, let's say, if, whether you're out there deer hunting or, or duck hunting, you know, we, we've dialed in a few pieces, and, and, and in, in a different uh, aspects from a warm, warmer, warmest story, so you can pick out which, which design is gonna fit your application and uh, be assured that you're gonna stay warm and dry.
2: Yeah, as, as a duck hunter, and, and I'm one of the craziest duck hunters because we're, a, we're a, the small breed of layout hunters that get out in those small layout boats and lay out in the middle of big water on the Great Lakes and, and hunt divers. And I'm looking through some of this stuff. I'm telling you right now, one of the things I'm ordering is that built in with the built in heat of the hooded shirt. And then that Sierra one quarter zip shirt Uh, with that heater technology built into there that's so important when it's windy out there and it's cold to have something that's actually going to raise your body temperature or help keep the heat inside on a cold windy day like that that makes all the difference
3: well i I just want to address that you're absolutely right about staying warm and and it it helps you focus better and, and on what you're trying to do and accomplish and that's really critical, and one of the pieces you mentioned there—that hooded shirt—we put heater around the neck. That's oh. so critical. If you can keep uh, that neck warm, yep. that's your main major veins and arteries—you wouldn't believe how how awesome that is. And I, I we do a lot with uh, uh, Delta Waterfall oh, up so here in <laughs> North Dakota, and that's yep. one of their favorite pieces. Is that that uh, hooded heater hooded shirt, and uh, great for for waterfall hunters and, and
2: uh what's been some of the what's been some of the popular stuff that's been going out lately? I know the masks have been huge for you.
3: We've been, you know, producing a lot of masks right now, just with all the pandemic going on and doing a lot of fun fun items, uh unique type stuff. We the people type masks, just did a bunch of Trump twenty twenty masks that we're donating out there. And we've been donating a lot to a lot of veterans, homes, uh Love it. law enforcement groups, just trying to you know, help with the, the need, especially early on. A lot of organizations were needing help. I tell you, one of our number one selling items is our bamboo briefs. So we have a line of bamboo products. Bamboo is a really a neat material. It it, it uh, it's a natural fiber. It breathes incredibly well. It wicks incredibly well. It's super comfortable. And uh, we make briefs and and really neat patriotic uh, waistbands and. And, and that's been one of my best sellers too, to a lot of my NFL and major league baseball teams is my bamboo briefs. Cause they're so comfortable, especially when it starts heating up and, and you're out there uh, trying to stay comfortable, um, check out our bamboo briefs. And uh, we got a variety of styles there. Our leggings for the women right now are very popular. Uh, we got a large variety of fun leggings pocketed without pocketed some patriotic ones. We do a, uh, second amendment uh, legging that's really popular with the ladies
1: what i really love looking here at the website which again is wsisports.com is uh someone could go to your site and order your team sports and and your team uh custom gear is uh, is very hot and and ready for folks as well too
3: yeah and in fact our custom side is is our biggest part of our business that so we do with like say again with all of the pro and college and a lot of it's custom made uh for the programs and we even do with a lot of companies uh big and small our minimums are really only 20 piece minimums for custom orders so we do work with a lot of uh, a lot of mom-pa type type uh stores or, or uh, companies that need custom type apparel we, we help out with that as well and we've actually been donating too we've we did a campaign here uh, a few weeks ago, and it's, it's a power American made. And I know a lot of companies were trying to get back up and started again from this COVID deal, and uh, we were donating to especially all those small businesses that are trying to get started up. We donated masks and things to, to help them out. So, uh, uh, again, that, that's a big part of our business is that custom and, and, and helping out uh, uh, companies and so forth uh, with, with product.
1: WSI sports.com. Now, Joel, did you get a call this week from uh, the MVP of the NFL last year uh, and give you kind of some of that $500 million contract he just signed <laughs> for giving him such good
3: equipment? Yeah. You know, I, uh, we'll, we'll, find out. We, we shipped a bunch of stuff down to the chiefs here uh, earlier this summer. And uh, he's, we, we actually just started working with him a couple of years ago and making his special cold weather, Underwear and uh, great to see a kid like that. You know, and he's, he's a good kid too. You know, he's he's supporting our law enforcement and uh, just, just happy to see that and and uh, happy to work with that organization.
1: Well, I, I saw that uh, I, I see a, a lot of uh, your logo around uh, the NFL and, and all over. And and Joel, we sure do appreciate you spending some time with us. And and thank you for being that 13 year old boy that decided that uh, you know you're going to listen to your mom and grandma and not buy that (laughs) four-wheeler
3: that's right i owe them for sure awesome joel thank you great thanks gentlemen in the outdoor world
0: there's always something new and here's a hook and hunt experience product review presented by crowley's crawlers the plastic worms that make sure you're hauling in the
2: limit every time all right, I got to tell you guys about this new product, and it's from VMC, and it's called the crossover pliers. Now, I love to fish a wacky worm, and I love to fish a Nico rig. The problem is when you fish both of those, you can go through those plastic worms like crazy because they always end up flying off your hook. Well, VMC's come out with this crossover pliers that actually has a ring, and these crossover pliers are made of lightweight, durable plastic. They've got a built-in compartment. Right in the handles that keep these rings organized. So when you need another one, you pull them right out. You put this ring over the pliers and you spread by pressing the pliers together, you actually spread the loop apart. It's a it's a plastic, it's a plastic loop, and you slide the wacky worm through there. That loop also has a hole that you can stick your hook in. So now when you set the hook on a fish, that loop holds to the hook so tight, but yet it's flexible that your worm doesn't go flying off. Who knows? You could catch 20, 30, 40 fish just by adding this one little ring uh, to the uh, to your wacky worm it, it's it's really cool it includes six millimeter crossover rings and there are additional sizes that are sold separately and listen to this how easy it is this? to operate simply slide the desired size crossover ring over the closed jars compress the plier handles to open the jaws stretching the crossover ring insert the worm, Let go of the handles, closes right on the worm, pull the worm out of there, and you've got a worm that you can probably fish with for a long time. You want to find out more of them? I actually just got a pair. I wish I had these 20 years ago. They are awesome. If you like to fish a wacky worm or an eco rig, you got to get the terminal pliers. They're from VMC. Go to Rapala.com, click on a VMC logo, and you are seeing one cool gadget.
0: TV.com has been educating and entertaining the world of hunting and fishing for years. Let's find out about the latest from Hook & Hunt TV's Jim Crowley on the Hook & Hunt
1: experience. We've had quite the uh, journey of a show already today, Jim. Uh, talking to Joel just a little bit ago, and I know this winter when we start getting some duck hunting videos from you that there will be
2: WSI sportswear on that oh, whole yeah.
1: duck hunting body of yours.
2: Oh yeah, I'll tell you what. The older I get, <laughs> the, the the easier I get cold. Like you said, we've we've known each other for years, and I've always talked about base layers, man. Base layers is where it's at. And if I can have less clothing that does a better job, yeah, I guarantee I'm ordering at least a couple pieces. I'm, I ha- I have to. It's just it makes me more comfortable out there.
1: Now you already do have some some custom apparel. You have stuff ordered and mm-hmm. uh, and printed up for you, and you can see that in the latest. HookandHuntTV.com,
2: and hunt tv.com a swim jig show that you have yeah we do actually prime one uh camo just came out with their new lightweight hoodie and actually just did a little commercial for them and i love those lightweight hoodies because you don't really have to have a neck gaiter on for those the way this weave is on this material that hood doesn't move until you pull it up or you put it down and it's actually vented under the sleeves so when you guys see this, when you if you haven't seen the show, just go to HookandHuntTV.com, or you can find us on the Pride Outdoor Network or on Facebook, and check out that new Swim Jig show. Tell us a
1: little bit about what they can find out and what they can see with the Swim Jig if they go
2: over and check out the show. For a long time, I've liked throwing Swim Jigs, and so what's a Swim Jig? It's it, A jig is a jig. It's just like a regular, it's almost like a regular bass jig, a heavy cover bass jig, except the head is styled a little bit differently. And the line tie is in line with the head instead of being perpendicular. So what that means is it basically comes through light cover better and it's got a thinner weed guard. The swim jig is meant to do exactly what its namesake is, to swim. And you put a trailer on the back of it, whether it be a swim bait or a craw or some kind of creature on the back of it. You're actually swimming it through the cover instead of just pitching it in and letting it fall straight down. You are actually throwing it out. I tried to keep a little bit of a bow in my line and reeling it slow enough so the bait has action. I'm bringing it over the top of the weeds, dropping it in the pocket, bringing it over a branch, dropping it over the branch. And it's a lot more of a horizontal presentation where a regular jig is a lot more of a vertical presentation, up and down. On this show, it was it was pretty hot that day too. But there was a storm front coming in, which made the fish a lot more active. But they weren't active in shallow water. They were, they were active closer to deeper water. So we go over on how to throw a swim jig, about how to fish that jig a little bit deeper. And when you see the show, you'll see that we figured it out. When it all came together, it was it was quite an incredible day. We caught we probably caught thirty five to forty fish filming this episode, all between two and four pounds. And it was, just, it was just a really, really fun day with a very productive technique. You can
1: go see it again. Go over to prideoutdoornetwork.com and look for Hook and Hunt TV. Here at
0: the Hook and Hunt Experience, we
1: love to eat. Now let's get that
0: mouth watering with It's Great on Your Plate with your host, Matt Cheever from Heartland Outdoors
4: magazine. Hey, guys. Great to be back to see you again this week. Uh, you know, this is prime time for catfish season. A lot of things are heating up. There's not a lot of other fishing that's great right now. Uh, Catfishing is great right now. It's a great time to get out there with cut bait and different things and your chicken and all the different things we use. But catfish are great to catch right now. The trouble is they're not always the greatest to eat right now. Hot, muddy water uh, is not conducive to great-tasting fish. But there are a few tricks. Catfish can and will taste great any time of the year and any size. Uh, The the trick is a lot of us have had bigger catfish fried, and uh, it just has that dirty, dizzy taste that... um, really fishy smell and taste a lot of that is we use big fillets that are not cut small enough pieces they sit in the oil too long if you have a fillet over a half inch thick which you will if you get anything over a two or three pounder flay that thing down again lengthwise cut into smaller strips and the real key is soak that catfish in onion water i know grandma and grandpa said use buttermilk but i mean who keeps buttermilk on hand let's be honest <laughs> you know we're not gonna run to the store and get a half gallon of buttermilk we always have onions we always have water Throw some onions in a, in a bowl of water in the fridge overnight. It will not impart an onion flavor. It will simply clean the flays. It will be the best tasting fish. You will quickly be trading walleye and crappie for catfish flays. I promise you that. Onion water is the way to go. Thin strips, hot oil. Keep it clean and fresh. Enjoy those catfish. This is the type of summer to do it.
0: Here's the latest hook and hunt experience hunting and fishing scouting report. Brought to you by the Tackle Box Bar and Grill, where the stories are as big as the fish baskets and beer. The Tackle Box Bar and Grill, downtown
1: Fish Creek, Wisconsin. Summertime is upon us. The weather is hot. The humidity in the Midwest is high. And uh, the fish are doing some uh, major
2: striking right now. Yeah, it's, the fish has been great. I mean, we're, you know, we're fishing deeper. You can, we're still fishing in some of the places we're going. We're fishing shallow in the morning, but that shallow bite doesn't last very long. You know, water temperatures in the upper 70s in some places we've been. And so you just drop off to, to, to areas that are deeper. When we were in Green Bay a couple weeks ago, as that water that was warming up. There was nothing shallow. We had to stay between 5, 7, and 9 foot as the day went on. And then actually had to get a little bit deeper near the end of the day. And that's just typical um, of summertime fishing. So One, we were fishing smallmouth and smallmouth don't like that warm weather or warm water. They'd rather be where that water is cooler. When it comes to largemouth, they're usually going to do one of two things. Either they're going to bury up in some thick, shallow vegetation um, because vegetation is cooler. It also gives them a place for ambush and it also attracts the young of the year. Or if there's not a lot of cover up on the bank then you're going to be fishing deeper areas like brake lines or humps or things like that rock piles out deep anything where they can congregate around and the good thing about this time of year is this is where if you find them deep you're probably going to find a school of fish you're not just going to find one a lot of times when you're fishing shallow on reservoirs you are fishing for cover oriented fish maybe one fish here or one fish there when those fish drop off that in a deeper water they will school up on certain areas so then if you catch a fish out of a school you may literally ignite the whole school and have a chance to catch three four five six seven Um, depending on it, what I usually do then if the bite slows down, either I'll start throwing some different baits at them or I'll give that spot time rest, go fish another spot and come back because there's a reason they're there. And when they school up there, unless there's bigger predatory fish in that reservoir like muskies or big pike, chances are they're probably going to stay there. It's just a matter of finding those little spots that are, at this time of year, are going to hold a whole lot of fish.
1: Of course, if you have any questions about what's happening with the trends in fishing or the upcoming trends, just uh, leave us a message on the Facebook page, Hook and Hunt Experience.
0: The Hook and Hunt Experience wants you to live well from the live well. Here's your old buddy, Stinkbait Rivers.
5: <laughs> hey, your old buddy, Stinky Dateline, Lincoln County, Missouri. They say that uh, Missouri's a nice state to live. Got nice places to visit, clean air, and good public parks. Well, that is unless you live in Troy, Missouri the troy pool was closed after an incident a local couple was arrested uh at the troy swimming pool Riley and dustin pounds were arrested after uh going down to the pool and stripping naked you heard me naked swimming right there in missouri well i guess that's why they call missouri the show me state (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this is probably the the craziest story I've ever heard. And and the sad thing is, it's true. A Parks Department official said that uh, he doesn't know why they did it or when they're going to reopen. And reportedly, three people quit when told to clean up the incident. The, uh, The two assailants got into the pool, walked down the steps, leaned back, and gave it the old Cleveland steamer. That's right. A floating baby Ruth right there in the pool. They're those people where you look at their picture. I mean, you just know. They're a couple tacos short of a combination plate. Till next time, this is your old buddy, Stinky, saying, Don't peep or poo in the pool.
0: You betcha. We can't leave you high and dry. Here are some words of wisdom
2: in the last cast with Jim Crowley on the Hook and Hunt Experience. So people ask me all the time, hey, Jim, what do you think the fish are doing? Well, let me let you in on a little secret. The fish don't know what the fish are doing. Fish do three things. They swim, they eat, they make little fish. They are simply products of their environment. I guess what I'm telling you all this for is next time you go out fishing, the best time to go fishing is when you can go. Don't overthink it. Just go out and have fun. Remember, fish are not thinking about the color that you're throwing. They're not thinking about the lure that you're throwing. They're simply reacting to their environment. The better you get as an angler, the more lures you're gonna have or tools to get a job done. You'll always have options because the fish are always biting somewhere. It's up to us as the angler to figure out how, where, and why. Just remember something, don't overthink it. You don't want to overthink a creature that doesn't think. Thanks for stopping by the show. Head over to the Hook
0: and Hunt Experience on Facebook and give us a like and find out more about this week's show. The Hook and Hunt Experience is brought to you by HookandHuntTV.com. Stop by and watch the latest episodes airing now. Moxie Dog Treats, your dog will love you. And brought to you by Crawley's Crawlers, the plastic worms that make sure you're hauling in the limit every time. And the Tackle Box Bar & Grill where the stories are as big as the fish baskets and beer. Join us next week for the next episode of the Hook & Hunt Experience.